0: Welcome to Crime Biscuit. I'm your host, Paulette. Today is a half biscuit and we will be talking about elevators. This episode is called Going Down. So here's a question for you to think about elevators fun or freaky i personally think they're both fun and freaky i enjoy elevators i do not enjoy being trapped in elevators with strange people i do not enjoy getting off of an elevator and finding out that i got off on the wrong floor there's the huge debate with myself do i turn around and get right back in and look like a complete idiot or do i wander off like i'm on the right floor wait for the elevator to leave, then come back, push the button for another elevator. Even worse than getting off on the wrong floor and having to embarrass yourself is being on an elevator with someone who seems a bit scary. So here is what I do. I heard this once and I tried it and it's perfect. If you get on an elevator and there's only one other person on it and you're getting the bad vibes, suddenly turn around and face the wrong direction. People do not know how to take it, they think you're weird, they think you might be a little bit crazy, and they generally will take a step away from you. I'm not promising if you're in the elevator with a Ted Bundy or a Jeffrey Dahmer that facing the wrong way will save you, but it's worth a try. In the United States, 26 people a year die in elevator-related accidents. In the UK, it's less than one death every couple of years. So here's a little blitz attack. I'm going to give you a few quickies, and then we'll talk about a few a little more. In 2017, two 17-year-olds in Spain plunged to their death when the glass floor of their elevator collapsed. I would never ride an elevator with a glass floor. I'm afraid of heights. In 2010, a woman was crushed to death when the elevator fell between two floors in the gym she was at, just as she was stepping out of it. There was a Shanghai woman whose leg was sliced off below the knee when it got trapped in a faulty door as the elevator was moving. Now, let's cover a few a little more in depth. In 1945, a B 52 Mitchell bomber was heading towards LaGuardia Airport. Because of heavy fog, the plane is told to reroute to Newark Airport. So this new flight path is going to take them over Manhattan. Air traffic makes a point of warning them to watch out for the Empire State Building, which happened to be the tallest building in New York at the time. The B-52 was flying low to help with visibility. So up in their line of sight pops the Chrysler Building, and they swerve to avoid it and slam into the north side of the Empire State Building. Both pilots and one passenger in the plane are killed, along with 14 people in the building. The fuel tank of the plane explodes and engulfs the 79th floor, as well as the four floors below it. One of the engines of that plane lands in a penthouse in a building across the street. Meanwhile, Betty Lou Oliver, who is an elevator operator at the Empire State Building, has suffered some fairly severe burns from the fire and is now in her elevator on the way down. Betty had been on the 79th floor where the plane had hit, The other engine of that plane snaps the cable to the elevator that Betty Lou is in when it is only halfway down. Betty Lou plummets to the basement. Miraculously, she survives because the emergency brake and the cables end up under the elevator when it hits and somehow cushioned it. I read that as of 2018, I believe, she holds the world's record for the longest fall in an elevator to be survived. Not a record I'd like to hold. Here's the next one. Have you ever gotten into an elevator that stopped and you ask yourself, what would happen if no one comes? Well, a 43-year-old woman in China found out the answer to that question. In March of 2016, this unnamed woman was found deceased in an elevator. Her body was found months after the elevator she was on got stuck in between floors on January 30th. Some technicians in the building claimed that they yelled down the shaft to see if anyone was inside and that there was no response. You'd think maybe that they would do a little more looking for themselves, but they did not. Instead, what they did was shut off the electricity to that elevator and go about their lives. On March 1st, they finally decide they better fix that elevator. And when they do, that's when they find her. I read that the autopsy revealed she had been dead for about 30 days, which means that poor woman was alive for more than a month before she died of either dehydration or starvation. Now, we've probably all had elevator doors try to close on us, but there are safety measures in place, right? The doors hit some kind of resistance and they're supposed to pop back open. Not so, unfortunately, for Dr. Hitoshi Christopher Nakado, In 2003, Karen Stunow was working at Christus St. Joseph's Hospital. Their elevators apparently had quite the reputation for breaking down, so she would often take the stairs halfway and then maybe wait for an elevator at that point. On this day, she is waiting with surgery resident Dr. Nakaido. Karen gets in, and then as the doctor is walking towards the elevator and into the elevator, the door is suddenly shut, and he is trapped by his shoulders. According to what Karen will tell Houston police, there was no time for her to try to hit the door button. The elevator started lurching upward and the ceiling sliced off most of the doctor's head. His left ear, lower lip, teeth, and jaw were still attached to his body, which fell to the bottom of the elevator shaft as the elevator continued going up. Karen was in that elevator with his severed head for over an hour. She told the Houston police department, that before the doctor got in the elevator, he'd asked if it was working today. Her response, I hope so. I've watched movies where an elevator closes on someone and they are decapitated. I never really thought it could happen, but like a lot of things, I was wrong. Next up is Congressman Isaac M. Jordan. In 1890, he decided to take an elevator. After calling for the elevator, he stopped to talk with a friend. The doors remained open, but the elevator had stopped and then moved on. Jordan didn't realize it and stepped into the elevator. He then fell to his death. Weirdly, I have a phobia of falling in just such a way. And anytime I take an elevator, I always look down to verify the floor is indeed there. Now here's one. At midnightpulp.com, I found this little beauty. On a cruise ship, a carnival cruise, in 2016, I believe, Matt Davis and his family are heading to dinner. And when they reach the elevator, the doors are covered with a moving curtain of blood. It is pattering on the floor. I watched a news clip where a news station covered it and Matt had taken a video with his phone. It is pattering on the floor makes me think of the movie the shining with the blood coming out of the elevator maybe not that dramatic but still why you might ask was there blood coming down the doors of the elevator apparently an electrician that had been working on it was crushed and even worse than this waterfall of blood when the doors open supposedly there was a man that had been trapped in there and he had to run through this blood rainfall to get the hell out of there Now this last one has become a little bit of an urban legend. You can find all kinds of little articles on the internet about it. You can see the video in many, many places. This is the elevator and Elisa Lamb. Elisa disappeared on February 1st, 2013 from the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Elisa was a 21 year old Canadian college student. At the time she was doing a tour of the West Coast. Attempting to locate her, the LAPD released security footage from the hotel on the day she disappeared. It shows Lam entering the elevator and then oddly pressing almost all of the buttons. She then pops her head out, looks down the hallway. She leaves and re enters the elevator several times. At one point, it looks like she's kind of gesturing with her arms, like she might be talking to someone off camera. In the video, she seems pretty unsteady, really kind of disoriented. Eventually, she does leave the elevator and she turns left and goes down the hall. So this clip went viral on the internet and people are speculating that she was either mentally ill or she was high, maybe both. Ridiculously, a few were claiming that she was possessed or that she was hiding from someone or something that the footage didn't show. The Cecil Hotel does have a rather shady past. The Black Dahlia, Elizabeth Short, is reported to have stayed there. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, lived at the Cecil at one point. It seems there have been also a sad number of suicides attached to this hotel as well. I even read that a woman jumped from the building to kill herself, and she also killed a passerby below when she hit. So, two weeks after Elisa was last seen, she was still missing. Now, people at the hotel are starting to complain about the sucky water pressure and the weird brown color in the water. On February 19th, a hotel employee named Santiago Lopez went and checked the four rooftop water tanks to see if he could find the problem. While he's up there, he sees that one of the tanks has an open hatch. He climbs up the ladder and he looks inside. And there he finds a woman floating face up in the water. It turns out to be Elisa Lamb. Lopez will tell police that if someone went onto the roof, it would trip an alarm. So that means that you would have to deactivate the alarm to even get on the roof. Hotel staff were the only people to have keys to the stairwell that leads to the roof or to the door going out to the roof. The hotel's engineer says, even if you somehow got through the locked door to get onto the stairs and then the locked door to get onto the roof, and you managed this without setting off an alarm, he said a person would have to get up onto the water tank platform, climb a second ladder to the top of the tank, and then lift the heavy metal hatch in order to get inside. Elisa Lamb was not a large person. She, in fact, was rather petite. It doesn't seem likely that she would have been able to get the hatch open to get inside in the first place. Elisa was found naked with her clothes strewn around her. There was no sign that she had been sexually assaulted and there were no drugs other than ibuprofen in her system. If you've never seen the video, look it up. It won't be hard to find. That'll do it for the half-biscuit. I'm not going to do the follow me this, call me this, click this, whatever. If you want to find me, you'll find me. Here's your final crumb. Don't ride in glass-bottomed elevators. Don't ever walk into an elevator without looking down first. Better yet, just take the stairs.